Do you ever think about the environment you live in? Most people have the luxury of never worrying about good air quality or fresh drinking water. For the residents of Dixmore, Illinois, a small suburb south of Chicago, it's a totally different story. Welcome to Courier Pigeon. I'm Lauren Brown. If I hear there's no water problems in Dixmore, that will surprise me. Since late last year, residents have had to deal with boil orders, school and business closures, and more due to the old and decaying infrastructure of their water system. A Dixmore resident says this is something they've gotten used to. Well, we don't have the power. They have the power, but the ones with the power, I don't really see what's being done. I just hear a little bit here and a little bit there. Back in October of 2021, the village of Dixmore was on a boil order for almost a month, with many residents having to rely on bottled water. Then, in November 2021, the boil order was lifted after getting support from other suburban water systems like Blue Island and Harvey. But going into 2022, in March, Dixmore was back on a boil order after another water main broke. In July, while some water main systems were repaired, there were continued issues with water pressure. This month, two schools in the Harvey-Dixmore School District were suddenly closed due to the water crisis. Last week, village spokesperson Travis Aiken sent out a press release informing the village of another two water main breaks in the area. So I wanted to speak with the village president, Fitzgerald Roberts, about the constant back and forth with repairs and what it would look like for the city to fully repair the water system. Right now we're dealing with uh, infrastructure that is over 100 years old and uh, the pipes are pretty much decaying. So what that does, uh, it, it causes water main breaks uh, throughout the uh, community. Uh, right now they are working on a water main break, which is located on 141st and Woods. Then we'll be doing another one on 143rd and Lincoln. Uh, these breaks just keep reoccurring uh, in different locations. According to CBS News, it will cost up to $20 million to completely replace the water system. And Village President Roberts says he is hoping to get more state and federal funding to solve the problem. I met with the uh, state, uh, Governor Prisco, and uh, it is a plan in place to uh, pretty much start some of this infrastructure work that's badly, badly needed here in Dixmore. Um, we're, we're looking at all the plans that Robinson Engineering drew up for us as uh, far as uh, replacing some of the pipes, including some of the pipes under the uh, train tracks. Basically, there has to be sleeve, but the money's coming down. We're waiting on that as we speak now to see how much they're going to earmark to Dixmore. We don't know how much we'll be earmarked to Dixmore at this time. Some of those funds that might be coming their way is from President Biden's Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act which was signed into law late last year. The bill will funnel billions of dollars to state and local governments to upgrade infrastructures from outdated roads to public transit systems. When you think of some of the most well-known water issues facing minority communities who have gone through this investment, you may think of places like Flint, Michigan, which faced a water crisis in 2014 after the water was found to be contaminated with lead. Even though some of the issues came to an end in 2016, there are still remnants of the water crisis today. 
According to a 2022 article by Politico, Flint residents still prefer to use bottled water and says there is a lack of trust after a pipe replacement program was marked by accusations of corruption and charges against state officials were dropped. But Flint, Michigan is just one example of a minority community facing environmental woes. About 300 miles south at the Missouri and Illinois border, the small predominantly black community of Cahokia Heights, Illinois, have dealt with similar issues, from flooding and sewage backup to boil orders. Just last month, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker announced Illinois is dedicating $21 million in state funding to fix the dilapidated sewer system in Cahokia Heights. But Village President Roberts says in Dixmore, it's not just an environmental racism issue, it's also an issue of communication, as well as being behind on audits that will help with state funding. When Roberts entered office in May of 2021, he said the last audit happened in 2011. But Village President Roberts says in Dixmore, it's not just an environmental racism issue, it's also an issue of communication, as well as being behind on audits that would help with state funding. When Roberts entered office in May of 2021, he said the last audit happened in 2011. Number one, lack of communication. Number two, lack of asking. If you don't ask for nothing, you're not going to get it. Uh, so uh, my take on it, I'm asking now to see if we can get it. <laughs> uh, so I've been in Dixmore 31 years. Now, 31 years, uh, I sat on the board for 11 years as a trustee. So they never really uh, stepped up to the plate to really say, look, we got bad infrastructure here. We need this done. They always try to fix it on, a, on their own. But my take is if the funding is there and the money is there, my job is to ask for the money and see if we can get the job done. But uh, as I look, look around, there is places uh, like Orland Park, Midlothian, uh, and maybe uh, Posen and Blue Island, all of them are striving and moving because, number one, they had a artist up to park. Dixmore Otters is not up to standard. Uh, that's something that I'm working on very hard with uh, as we speak now uh, to get our otters up to par. That way, when we go on extra funding, we'll be able to get funding to do the job that, that's need to be done. When problems like these affect residents' ability to live day to day, it's usually a trickle-down effect, like the sudden school closures. When the schools have to close, number one, it affects the uh, working the working families, because now they have to find someone to keep the kids. Uh, also, it affects the whole community period because everyone is pretty much on edge uh, due to the fact of this water. They need to make sure that the water is safe to drink, wash up with. Uh, so that's that's one of the reasons why we had like a boil order in place to make sure that everything was okay. All the tests came back great, uh, affecting. The schools, the kids, they need to be in school where they can get an education. But we have to also be safe with the kids while they're at school. So that's why the school shut down. It wasn't that the uh, village shut them down. It was that the school made a decision to close due to not having uh, proper water pressure at that time. The Illinois Environmental Protection Agency came out to perform safety inspections at the schools and they opened back up a few days later with pellets of water being delivered to each school. We reached out to the Illinois EPA and received this written statement from Public Information Officer Kim Biggs. Quote, Illinois EPA 
is in regular communications with Dixmore officials and engineers to provide continued technical assistance as we work to address their failing infrastructure. Village officials have coordinated with local resources to ensure bottled water is provided to residents when these disruptions occur. As noted by the governor's office, the Pritzker administration is working to implement a multifaceted approach to the revitalization of Dixmore's water infrastructure, end quote. They go on to include that the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, along with Cook County, will provide $2 million to fund a new water distribution main in the town. Illinois EPA also gave $4 million to the village to replace lead service lines. Collaboration between elected officials, government agencies, and its constituents is important in the process of maintaining a healthy community. So I asked Village President Roberts if there have been talks on how to fix the issues together. It's very important that everyone be on the same page. Um, and it's very important that everyone, you know, get along and where we can move the village forward. Again, uh, the administration that I have, me, me and my trustees, as well as my assistant and clerk, uh, we're working very hard and very diligently to uh, get these issues resolved with this uh, infrastructure. Uh, we're also working along with uh, State Rep. Will Davis, Tony Prattwinkle, uh, Deborah Sims, as well as the governor's office and J.B. Prisker. We're working along with him. Also, I'm reaching out to Dick Durbin. Uh, Robin Kelly is working very close with us on this also. Even though conversations are being had, I wanted to know what he is hopeful for as he tries to meet the needs of his residents. Well, one of the things we're hoping and praying for is that the uh, governor and the president will hear our plea, what we're asking for, and that they would come out here and uh, take care of the business of the people. And that's taking care of the infrastructure and helping us keep this town afloat. Thanks for listening to this episode of WBBM Courier Pigeon, our newest podcast. We'll be back next week covering another trending topic. Until then, subscribe to us on the Odyssey app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts so you don't miss an episode. WBBM Courier Pigeon is an original podcast production. It is produced, written, and edited by Lauren Brown and Lizzie Bumgardner. Reporting for this episode was done by Lauren Brown, CBS News, and Lizzie Bumgardner. Thanks for listening to WBBM Courier Pigeon. I'm Lauren Brown.